Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Also trying to do this shop at the time. Oh, for fuck's sake, Ellis. <laughs> He's fucking ruined it. Oh, you prick. <laughs> uh, I'm not here. Well, I'll do a better job than introducing than yesterday. Shall I, Danny? Welcome to uh, AVW Live. Uh, this is the post-game show for Standardly Age 2, Arsenal 2. A game where we scored four goals and couldn't win. Thank you to Danny for that line, who I am introducing. Danny, how's it going? It is, uh, it's, um, well, people are going to be asking us probably about uh, Mr. Gunaholic and how he is and a lot. We don't know any more than, than the people that are close to him, like Victoria and uh, the other woman who's out in Belgium watching the game at the moment. So uh, you should start off by telling him we, we don't know anything else. But yeah, all pretty shit. But um, Dave wouldn't want us to dwell on that. So apart from um, the Dave situation, uh, yeah, we're shit because we're Arsenal is shit. So it's just double shit. We've just got two Wellingtons full of shit and we're closhing around with no idea. Yeah, I think that's the best way to sum it up. And the other guy who kind of opened the show for us inadvertently, Ellis Mel. How's it going? Have you got your bruised banana shirt yet? No, I'm still currently trying to do it, as I mentioned when I started the show. <laughs> Sorry for that awful introduction. Well, I'll leave you to do that whilst I go and talk to the chat box. Uh, Thomas from Norway uh, was the first one in there from when I joined. Anyway, um, is Danny saying it was formerly Noza? Uh, I'm not sure by what he's doing in the little little box. Uh, and 2365, I can see you uh, highlighting messages. Yeah, I started at the bottom, not the top. It's, uh, it's, uh, with, it's the opposite of how you start with ladies. Boobs first, with uh, polite. That's what Harry Hill says. Whatever <laughs> system, stalactites, stalagmites. <laughs> Go well, uh, Corey Austin, I can see in there. Uh, who else? Julian Salmon. Um, oh, I think that's... Uh, oh, Marco Bricks UK and Lossless. I can see in there. I hope everybody's having a great election day if you're in the UK. I won't tell you who to vote for. Just Let's just do it, right? Even Chris voted. Even Chris voted. He doesn't know how to vote. He probably said he did. Well, to be fair, he's got a lot of practice of putting X on maps. So, uh, whereas Barry Treasure is, he probably just got confused, to be honest. But should we start with the lineup, Danny? Uh, we saw a lot of youth players coming in. What did you think of it? Well, you, you wonder what Freddie's plan is going to be with all of this lot, because we saw at the weekend that we have got quite a settled team up front. And if we need to score goals, then I suppose he went into this thinking, well, we're not going to lose 4 0. Little did he know that it was headed that way. And so changing to a back three, again, I can, I wouldn't have bothered playing. I mean, Louis got an rate in a 5.6. He didn't even score an own goal in. He got a 5.6, which is, uh, I don't, this, oh, this is saying that neither of those goals went down as own goals, which is, which is good for them players, I suppose. But I don't know why he went with the, um, with the back three. Completely pointless. I can see why he maybe wanted Socrates to get a game because he didn't play at the, did he play at the weekend? He did. Luis did. didn't play at the weekend, but Mavropanos has played two under 23 games that were so far this season. He's going to be an integral part of um, something going forward because he's a decent player. Maitland-Niles and Saka playing wing-back. Well, they weren't even proper wing-backs, were they? They're more um, 
What's the difference between a, a winger and a, a right midfielder when it's not a wing back, is it? Well, I thought uh, Freddie had gone very festive and we had the Christmas tree formation. Kind of, yeah. It did, yeah. did look a little bit like that. Willock, again, uh, he's had a few bad games recently and tonight didn't really help much. Uh, not to see Gwendouzi playing in the middle, but you thought that he'd try and be, make sure that he's a little bit more disciplined, which he wasn't. But when you're the likes of Louise and when you're Lacazette and he goes, yeah, you're playing um, in a, an almost pointless game in the Europa League, those two have got to be thinking, well, this isn't very good, is it? But I like the fact that Smith Rowe came back, that Nelson, he, came, he had a, a bit of a cameo appearance against West Ham, that those two got played. And they kind of played in their best positions. It said on on uh, who scored that we played a a three four three. Well, I think Rowe Smith Rowe was dropping into behind the strikers because I know it's uh, quite a lot of the time it was uh, Lacazette with Nelson playing off him a little bit at the time. But the gist of it is, lots of young players got a game, and it should it could have gone badly, but it was saved by the skin of our chinny chin chin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first half, I think we'll get into that, Ellis. How did you think we kind of played in that first half? Because there wasn't too much to talk about. It was a bit like the West Ham game in that regard. There wasn't that much to talk about. So thank you for coming to me to talk about the first half. <laughs> <laughs> um, firstly, before I go into anything, I should probably do a live apology to Thomas from Norway after I was a very naughty boy on the last radio show and uh, banned him for a 300-second period. That wasn't Thomas you did it to. It's oh. Pete Coulson. That was it. Yeah. Uh, all right. I don't care then for Thomas. I'm sorry, Pete. I don't even know who I've blocked now. Well, Pete's not in the box, so you've probably properly blocked him as well, haven't you? <laughs> no, I haven't blocked him properly, I promise. <laughs> promise me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry yes. I got you confused with Thomas. Yes, they don't even sound the same. Have you checked that your get your microphone and give it a little tap on your thing? <laughs> oh, it is. We're getting buzzing from somewhere. Have yeah. you got your love eggs in again? Yes. Is oh, dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, football. Um, yeah, that weren't the best that I've uh, watched us play this season, but it probably won't be the worst we've watched either. Uh, yeah, it's just, so true. <laughs> it's just there wasn't anyone really showing. It's, it's the same old shit, really. Isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, even though we've sort of mixed up, like Danny mentioned, with a lot of youth going into there, um, it, it, it felt the same. It was there wasn't. The midfield weren't really showing. Other than I thought Gwen Doozy tried to show a lot, but you were getting Ainsley down the right there, getting the ball, and really being left with not much on a sort of a, a half pass option to, to Nelson in front of him, but it one that the easy defended, so it just wasn't getting through. If it was, it wasn't a good quality ball. Um I thought my cat's now attacking my Ethernet cable, that's nice. I thought um Willock was poor, didn't really move around that much, didn't really create much. Um, and there was some proper dodgy passing in that first sort of 10, 15 minutes from the back. I think um, Mavra Pass with a couple of dodgy passes there. Louise with a couple of dodgy passes. It's a couple of times Martinez had nothing on and was just, you couldn't even really see who he was trying to pass to. But I guess when there isn't much options, it's kind of you sort of hit and hope. And I think that was just shown by, like I said, it's, it's just a severe lack of urgency or movement or initiative or incentive it was just a bit flat and I think that showed in the performance in the first half yeah definitely a uh, big thank you to Michael uh, who has slid in and stuffed a fiver down Danny's shorts uh, comment of a uh, rubbish game 
and we've won the group. That'll do. Smith Rowe and Saka, bright start. Uh, Sparks, Mavropanos can go back to the under twenty threes. Ah, oh, poor Mavropanos. Uh, Danny, the only other note I've got from that first half you was two. that's more yeah, than I a little bit like you after you've had a bit of lactose. We had oh, a bit man. of problem. We had a bit of problem with wind. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the wind may well have been the, uh, the 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 man of the first half. If the wind is indeed a man, or or that's just Mother Nature, isn't it? I think Mother Nature won the first half because, yeah, a little, things got a little bit squirrely at times, and uh, the commentators seemed to. Well, I had to change from um, BT Sports to Bleacher Report Live because uh, it was going a little bit wonky. So I missed a couple of parts of the game. At one point, I had seven minutes with no audio. So uh, yeah. So you have to take that into consideration when we're talking about the game, but don't worry. Yes. I had Stuart Robson for the whole thing, so I had who's that fat kid who sports Chelsea? Oh, narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> Commentator uh, Alan Brazil. The no, uh... it's not it. No, no what idea. Happens when you click on someone's thing, it changes the size of the screen. So Ellis is no longer covered up. Oh, oh. street yards! Look, they're constantly evolving. And I went and moved everyone around, so Josh wasn't at the bottom. Ah, oh, thank you very much for that. Okay. As well. Yeah, but the gist, what was your thoughts on on the wind? Because you've made a note of it, and so you obviously saw maybe more than what I did. Uh, it was it was probably our greatest attacking threat at that point. Every time we were trying to play a ball, it just wasn't going to a man because we were just we were just caught out by it. Really, uh, I, uh, Julian Salmon has come in and said, "Is it Jason Cundy you're thinking about?" No, he's um, you know, not it wasn't him. Oh, no. it doesn't matter what his name is. He's Fair short, enough. And fat. He's in his mid fifties, and <laughs> he's got a very nauseating voice. It was him. Oh. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So I thought generally we looked very disjointed in that first half, which is why I kind of wanted to get through it rather swiftly. Um, Archie, it won't be him. He's dead. Um, it's not Ray Wilkins. Oh, I loved Ray. Yeah, yeah, it's not him. Um, yeah, so that was the first half ended nil nil. I think that's probably the best we could say about it, to be honest. Um, but let's start quickly because Liege did for the second half. Ellis, talk us through that first goal. Yeah, um, it summed up really how we played in the first half. I think it initially started with a really stray pass from Louise, who just I, I, for life of me, I can't see who he was aiming for, potentially Lacazette, but he just went for a long ball along the ground that was easily picked up by a standard Liège player. They um, played it down the wide, down down the wing on the left there, eventually played it into the, towards the edge of our box. And I, I don't know the player's name, but he just wasn't closed down. Guendouzi didn't really close him down. Mavropanos didn't really close him down. Socrates didn't really close him down. They just gave him too much space and time to shoot and 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 when he did shoot it took a took a big deflection off off Socrates arm and um just sort of wrong footed um uh Dudar and our goal Martinez and our goal and it was frustrating because we saw another sort of deflected goal in the West Ham game but it it's it's annoying because it is a bit jammy but I don't think we deserved any less by the way we were playing and the way we had played it was just I think it was a kick up the arse that we needed, but it didn't really kick us up the arse. If anything, we just sort of continued to just mill around the football pitch with no real sort of urgency at all. But yeah, it's frustrating. It's a bit unlucky. 
I think at that point in the time we had more possession but did fuck all with it and we had a few more shots than maybe potentially more shots on target but it is what it is if you're going to give someone that much time and space to have a, to have a shot then you've got the risk of conceding the goal whether it takes deflection or not yeah that's fair Danny uh, what did you make to that kind of piece of defending we uh, yesterday when we were only talking on the podcast with two paid up members of the Socrates fan club do you think that that's uh the last we've probably seen of him in the first team. Well, you do have to wonder how he has been the number one pick for Emery virtually for 18 months. And then Freddie comes in, he gets dropped, and then he gets in Europa League um, squad, um, starting 11. And then he's, he's taken out when, if you were going to take anybody out, you could have taken Luis out because he's a better defender and he's the one who can bring the ball out of defence, which is what we need. And then he can, oh, Ryan's just stuffed some money down my pants, dirty boy. Um, Ryan says, uh, my prayers are with Gunaholic. He always gives great opinions. He certainly does, Ryan. Thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, all of our thoughts are with, um, with David and all his family and all his friends, which is the entire Twitter, even Freddie Lundberg, Arsenal, Amy Lawrence, and who's the bloke who um, used to do the Tuesday Club? Uh, Ian Stone. Lee Ian Dixon. Lee, Lee Dixon also did something today as well. Dixon as well. But um, yeah, getting back to um, uh, Pappy, yeah, you thought, well, maybe bring Mavropanos off, the less experienced player, but no, no, you were dragged off, Pappy, and you, you, were, you were rubbish. It's just, uh, he seems to go out and he starts the games okay, but as soon as anything goes wrong, he's, he's like a child of a smacked ass. He's like, oh, oh, I have to. Like, sending him out and he's wellies to go and clear snow. He just can't be bothered. And yeah, but it's how are we going to get rid of these players? Because we got, we've had a massive clear out in the summer. And like Sophie was rightly saying last night, there's a whole load more that needs to be got rid of. And uh, we were saying in the summer with, with Mustafi. Well, no Mustafi tonight. That was another surprise, wasn't it? But um, all these players, how are we going to get rid of them? The £35 million player who went from, uh, I went and checked somewhere when Mustafi was at Valencia, I think it was, about 15, 16 grand a week to 40 or 50 grand a week at Arsenal. He's going to go full Winston Bogard, isn't he? And for the for the boys and girls who didn't know, he was uh, one of the first massive played players at Chelsea. The new, and they changed the manager every half hour. This was back in the late 90s. And he was on a massive amount of money, like 20 grand a week. And he went, I'm not leaving. And so they left him in the reserves for two and a half years until his contract ran out. And that's that's the chance you take when you get players in on big wages that they're never going to get anywhere else. Good luck getting rid of them. And we've now got Pappy, we've now got Mustafi, and we've got quite a few other players that need to go. And we're not going to be able to get rid of them. The only way we're going to do it is to cancel their contracts. And yeah, good luck with that. So the gist of your answer is that. It's all right. Whilst West Ham still have money, there's always a chance they'll pick up our rejects. They've bought most of them. There's, there's none left. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so next thing I've got is exactly on Pappy. 52 minutes. Um, the passing out from the back. I think we'll talk about that, Ellis, because I've, I've highlighted Pappy having a bit of a problem with it. But how did you feel across the kind of game, really, that, that how we kind of dealt with the passing out from the back? Oh, I don't think it was a problem that just uh, that Pappy had. It was Avrapanos. He made a couple of few passes. Louise again. From Port- I, I don't really understand why he went to the to the back three, other than the fact that we didn't have any left backs to play. But it, it just doesn't for me. I think you've got Louise, who used to be quite a good ball player, but I think with the movement that we have in front of him, it doesn't really help him. You've got. 
Mavropanos, who for me, someone's mentioned it in the chat, it seems like he's had more bad games than good. Like I can remember when he briefly broke into the team when Arsene Wenger got him in January and he had a, a little run of games where he looked really good and we thought, but yeah, we've got a good player here. But then he had a I think it was a mare against Leicester and got sent off. It could be another team, I might be mistaken. Um and then he got injured since then. I can't I can't for the life of me think of a of a game when he's had a good performance for me personally, and I just thought, yeah, it was all for, it was all three of them at the back there. Even even Martinez and Goal had a couple of mares where he either just kicked it straight out, or the pass that he was trying to do was telegraphed and easily intercepted. I I, I don't think we can we can can blame Papi at all. I think it's just all of them are systemic. I don't think any of our defenders are, are great at playing that out from the back, and the, the more we continue to try and force it upon them, the, the more we're gonna see chances and, and potentially goals you would have thought josh wouldn't you that with the amount of calamities we've had recently defending defending wise that the players would go i'm gonna make an extra concerted you know like when ellis has ruined dinner by unplugging things for the next, <laughs> next few days he's, he's nice to mrs ellis i'll, I'll uh, have you know i'll have you know today i put a slow cooker on and i cooked some pork and i didn't turn it off and it was delicious see so, Arsenal defenders, that's what you need to do. You fuck <laughs> up, next time you try a little bit harder. It's Learn. called the Ellis way. Learning, so, oh. it's learning, it's evolving. I've evolved. I am now a man of many talents, one including slow I think, cooker. I think we'd just like to see a turnaround quicker than a year that it's taken our list to put the slow cooker back on and cook it. <laughs> 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 they are, they are taking a year. Pete Coulson's forgiven you, Ellis. Do you want to go and ban him again or are you going to let him away with being nice to you? Why would I ban him? I'm sorry, Peter, or Thomas from Norway, or whoever you are. <laughs> it's Pete. You can't get those two mixed up. One's from they Norway. They sound exactly the same. Peter Thomas. Like, potato, yes. tomato, 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 Peter Thomas. Josh Savers. Oh, I'm trying to, but the next thing I've got down is Liege scoring their second goal. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, passing out from the back, and we had uh, Willock being a pillock, Danny. He, I can forgive Saka for having bad games and doing bad things because of what he did today was magnificent, shows what they can do. Same with Willock. These young players are going to make these mistakes. It's when the likes of of um, 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 uh, Pappy, when they make these stupid mistakes, it's, it's not forgivable. These mount up and mount up and mount up and then they become a boo boy. And we haven't got a boo boy at the moment now that Xhaka has been absolved of all these crimes against Arsenal. So uh, when he does make these little mistakes, like he did, I don't know what he thought he was doing. You want about when he was in the box and he passed, he, he slowly tapped the ball to their player. Is yeah, that yeah. yeah. Well, the, well, I don't the know. Been conceded afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I think the bloke had had a bit of an attack come into the box, and then he's gone. Oh, there you go. I've had a shot, and it's gone. Oh, I've ruined. I'm never going to get. Oh, hello. I've got the ball back. Thank you very much. Don't mind if I do. I'll have a little pot shot. And I think because it was, if the, I think the rule with own goals is, if the ball would have gone in from the moment that player kicked the ball, if it would have gone straight in the net with, with from his original shot. And but then it touches somebody, it doesn't count as an own goal. It's only if it changes the direction of the ball that it goes in the back of the net. And so, uh, yeah, it's a uh, double bubble trouble, bubble and squeak. We, we would have had just unlucky, uh, like someone has said in the chat box that uh, Martinez was not at fault for either of those goals. Because I was look, I looked at the the replay for the the first goal and I thought, hold on, how's that gone? What has it hit a divot? In? No, it hasn't hit a divot, it's hit our player's arm and then double. Um, change the direction and that's why it's happened same with this one um, you can't plan on Willock doing a silly thing like that he's a young man he's forgiven don't worry Willock if you're watching I'm not angry with you Willock the younger as well as you should really be calling him and uh, yeah Martinez there's not really much you can do about that 
just uh, it's just a, a bit of bad luck on our behalf and a bit of good play on their attack or their person's behalf because he's instantly got oh got the ball back I'll have another shot of this and it's gone in so uh, not much you could have done about that it's bad I luck. suppose I suppose it's the risk of playing a young player is they're always prone to these uh, peaks and troughs in their game but as Michael Hunneman has said that if that was a Wobie that had done that oh that boy would not have seen the end of it well these. Uh, Young players need to make mistakes to learn from your errors, don't they? And something yeah. like that, that, he'll remember that and go, next time, hoof it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing it's happened in a game that ultimately we've got the result we needed out of it. And um, have I got this right that that now um, Frankfurt haven't gone through? Uh, I mean, yeah, they have. They come second, but if Liège had... Beaten us, right? They would have gone through because um, they lost three two, didn't they? That makes sense, yeah. Yes, I know we won the group by two clear points and with a goal difference of plus seven, and the rest of them had minus two, minus two, minus three. How did that? Happen? Good at football. We're the best. <laughs> <laughs> so unlucky, Liège. But yeah, I wasn't sure what they were saying because I was getting stuff ready for the um, for the show and messaging you two going, let's get this shit out of the way. No one's allowed to have a wheel. Wash your hands. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so after that, we got called into action, I think, or Freddie got called into action. We saw one of the subs, Ellis, uh, Martinelli coming on. What did you think of his impact when he came on for Papa? Oh, I just love him so much. I mean, he's it, we, we, we've been calling out for him to come in. I think previously on other shows, people have been saying that we've wanted a sort of a front three of him, Alba and Pepe. We finally got it. Um, and, he, and he played really well for us, as did Pepe in the last game. Um, and then today he sort of came in and saved our bacon, that sort of switch from taking uh, Papi off and change it to a back four and giving a bit more sort of freedom for the attacking guys to make some more runs. And I just think the way he will obviously come on to it, but the way he linked up with Zaka just changed the game. And all of a sudden we looked like a team that actually knew how to attack and create chances. It's amazing that an 18-year-old that none of us had really heard of unless... Name's Dan. He probably heard of him and knew everything about him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but probably no one's ever really heard of him. He's come in and he just seems to have just taken it by the scruff of the neck and taken his chance. And he, he deserves all the plaudits he's getting right now, really. Josh, would yeah. you? We should have started with that formation to start off with, rather than constantly changing from a four to a three and then back again. Well, I think when we took Papa off, it also allowed us to put Saka at left back. Uh, position that he played earlier in the season, I think for the under 23s, uh, because they're short of left backs as well. It's like a problem right through the ages that we've got uh, with uh, not that great quality left backs. So I think us doing that also allowed Saka to kind of get forward and <laughs> do really well. What's that, Danny? Look at this, this message from Carlito. <laughs> Good quality. Tell him. Tell the uh, the, the people on our. So Carlito Alguna has said we had nine minutes of quality football versus West Ham, and we had three minutes versus Liège. <laughs> Thank you very much. You That's all you need. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is true. Uh, so yeah, I've kind of thought it unlocked Saka rather than anything. Having him come deep, he wasn't being tracked as much, which is why I think he's so influential in the rest of that second half. We then saw, uh, well, just what David Luiz. We saw a David Luiz free kick. Ellis, were you expecting it to go in? 
No. No, I know we've seen him do it in the past, but uh, let's be honest, he's fucking. Uh, he's not the David Louise of old, and anything that he may have done in the past, he certainly isn't doing, unless it's bad for Arsenal right now, is he? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. true. So, yeah. uh, Danny, we saw uh, Ainsley, Maitland Niles. Conservative, come off. Can't uh, say we're conservative. Not not tonight, Josh. Not tonight. Of all nights, the holiest in, of all holy days. Uh, in, should we say he was conservative in his play rather than yes. conservative in his views? Yes. Uh, I was have to mention legally. Have to mention all of the political parties. That's true. Even the monster raving loonies. Oh, crazy guys! Brexit party, though, isn't he? Fly me. Come on, Ellis. Let's bring this back in. Uh, so Chambers came on. Uh, what did you think of Maitland-Niles' performance, Danny? You said he was kind of a bit ropey in the first half. It's hard because you, 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 when he's playing, uh, as, uh, Sophie made a really good point about this last night. He either needs to pick a position or, um, like Andrew was saying on Ask Blog, leave the club and go and do something else because he's been playing at right back the other day in a, in a, in a back four. Today, he's playing as a kind of wing back, but then quite a lot of the time he was playing as a more attacking wing back. And then when we were back to a black four, he was, uh, no chambers went to right back, didn't he? And Maitland-Niles was then playing as a right winger. It's, uh, he's playing every single position and the poor, but you don't need to be doing that. Well, he must see 21, 22, 23, something like that. And for how to do those many different positions for someone who's quite young, it's, it's going to be hard transitioning from one to the other. So he got an opt rating of 6.2. He didn't have a bad game. He didn't have a great game. Uh, that's been Maitland-Niles' career at Arsenal. If he left Arsenal out now, he'd just be seeing as, a, well, he had a few games. He did this, he did that, and nothing outstanding. It's, he, something needs to happen with him and his career. Otherwise, this is going to form the rest of his life where he's going to be constantly, it'd be the modern day Jules Scramandi. Well, if you say to people, what's Jules Scramandi's position? You say most of them are apart from in goal. And that's yeah. what we're in trouble of him doing. He had a few good runs, which is nice to see. But then um, when Chambers came on, he had to come off. So yeah, it's hard to put your finger yeah. on exactly what he was doing all night. He wasn't doing any single job. I think because the team were in dismay quite a lot of the time, it was hard for him. And when you're young, you really do want to be playing in the same position all the time, don't you? So you can hone your skills at that position. And he's not getting the chance to do that. Yeah, I, I agree on that Cheers. point. But you've also got to do your stuff at the same time. You know, you've got to perform uh, in training. I think that's where you get to mess around at those positions. And if, you, if we look at La, um, Saka, Saka's not been asked to play left back one game, left wing back, then left wing, then left midfield and everywhere. So it's just maybe Maitland-Niles needs to put his foot down and go, no, <laughs> tell Freddie I'm not fucking doing that. And then he'll be off to West Ham with the rest of our junk players. I feel, I do feel for the boy because there's, there's a player in him. Yeah, I think so. I think there is a player in there somewhere. It's just whether or not it's Arsenal quality mm. is another matter. But we could discuss that heavily on the pod as well. I implore everybody to uh, listen to it because we went on for, what, two hours? And it was achieved. really good. We, we had yeah. a bit of a. Um, we usually have some kind of little agenda written down that we're going to go through, and then we'll just I just let you three get on with it. And it's just really good listening. So if you haven't heard last night's pod, Sophie and Jason, Josh were brilliant, and uh, I occasionally chipped in with a little bit of nonsense, which is good. I prefer it that way to let you lot get on with it. Yeah, let's uh, 
Let's talk about the first goal, Ellis, because Lacazette came in and because you're banning people at the moment, I thought you'd need to do something in case you ban someone you shouldn't. Well, I was banning this person. He was just a clown. I had a good reason. He didn't like <laughs> Palace, though. We don't have a problem with them. What's their problem with us? I ain't got a problem with Crystal Palace, too. It's just it's a bit annoying. Yeah, so just like I like giving people timeouts, and if I've got a reason to, I'm going to do it. Sorry, cool. Peter. Yeah. So, <laughs> should we talk about Lacazette's header? Um, yeah, I think mate. The fact that we saw Chambers come on uh, helped kind of Saka kind of push up the field. But yeah, talk us through that header and the cross as well. Yeah, like I said, since Martinelli coming on, it gave the, the guys at the front, up front a bit more freedom. Obviously, moving to a back four helped as well. But it was a good ball out there to, to Zaku, who found plenty of space out on that wing. And that cross was sort of like inch perfect. Like Lacazette would struggle to miss from there. But the ball in by Zaku was just like perfect. And yeah, he's, but well, like I said, you can't really miss. It was a great, great cross in. And it was just sort of become the Zaka show, didn't it? From a for those three minutes of blistering play that we had. But I think for Lacazette, though, although he scored a goal, his general performance for me overall, again, I think we suffer a lot. Our play defensively and offensively suffers loads because of our midfield and how poor our midfield has played of late. And obviously it doesn't help Lacazette. But I also think he's just he's a bit out of form, really. Like, like I said, only Nicholas Bentner could probably miss from that position, or Jovino, but Lacazette ain't going to miss that. But other than that, I don't think he really did much of any worth up front. Really, again, like it can be influenced by the midfield, but for me, he hasn't done anything in that game for me to think he needs to take the spot off of Bamian. has got to stay there back in the Premier League and in the big games. But the goal was a goal at the end of the day, and that just goes towards his tally. But I think that was more down to the cross from Zach than it was for his finish. Talking about Saka, wasn't it in the first half where he, we were attacking down the left-hand side, he's in the box and he has that shot and he's lightning quick reactions. The shot came back out and he then put it over and crossed it to someone. I think it may have been Reese Nelson jumped up, tried to header it. That just shows that's one really good thing that Saka did. And these little things are all going to build up and, and give him confidence in, in future games that, that he knows he can do these things because there is definitely a player there and it's someone I'm looking forward to seeing. He's not ready for to to replacing anybody in the first team just yet, but this is this is the kind of things that we would be wanting from Maitland Niles that we're not getting, partly because he's not allowed to express himself that way, and partly when he does, it doesn't really work out. Well, Saka's he's played well. He played well in the start of the season, didn't he? And he got his chance in the in the Premier League under under Emery at the start of the season. And I think he probably sits there and thinks to himself, the person ahead of him in the moment. Is Martinelli. And I know Martinelli's come on there and he's changed the game, but the guy who's got the assist and the goal is Saka. And I think if he keeps this up, there's going to be a lot of competition on that left. If if Freddie decides to go for sort of the 4 3 3 or with three up top with Abamyang's nailed on for that centre forward spot, Pepe again after that last performance is probably nailed on for the right. Martinelli hasn't really done much wrong to warrant losing that left spot, but that gives the competition there. Like I think if you're if you're Saka you're thinking, Martinelli's doing well, but if I keep playing and keep taking the chance I am, then I've got a chance to get into this team, especially now that, that Freddie's manager, because he will give chances to the youth. Have you seen there's an American in the chat box giving you um, lessons now to pronounce stuff? You're in a WhatsApp group with him, aren't you? Go and tweet him a message him a picture of your ass. Is that Christopher? It certainly is. Dirty uh, boy. He can't even do the date right. We've had this conversation that the Americans are the wrong ways of doing dates, and now he's telling me how to pronounce shit. 
Oh. Go get on the phone, Chris, and then we'll score some more goals. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, should we talk about the second goal then? Yes. Because to be honest, they were three minutes apart, and this was three minutes of stuff that got us through. Danny, talk us through it. Saka with the goal. Yes, it was because um, I said to you before, I didn't see the Lacazette goal, and I still haven't seen it because uh, I was um, doing stuff. But yeah, it's really good. He made a run down the left-hand side, which he'd been doing all night, which is um, which is what we're just saying, which is what we want from him. And then he cuts in, and he sees Martinelli standing on the edge of the box, and he knows Martinelli as the reactions of a flea. Yeah, so he he kicked it, he passed it to Martinelli. Martinelli went, oi, son, you run around me. I'll give it back to you. You plonk it bottom right-hand corner, middle right-hand, because I'm in the right-hand side. I can't remember where it went. That's exactly what they did, and you thought that. That's the kind of stuff that is going to make Arsenal great again. That was a wonderful to see. And I don't think those two have even played together much because uh, Mike Nelly hasn't been playing for the under-23s. Saka hasn't been playing much for the for the first team. And when he does do, Mike Nelly hasn't been playing because they kind of clash positional-wise. But, yeah, wonderful to see. And it's those kind of combinations that makes all Arsenal fans happy and manage to get us qualified out of the group as, as champions. We've won a group. We've won something. Do we get a trophy for this? <laughs> as much as the Emirates uh, trophy is a trophy I think yeah. we get something for winning our group as well not yeah, getting knocked out the fourth place trophy or not oh <laughs> we can only dream of a fourth place trophy there yeah. right. the, the glory days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry next season we can dream of the Europa Conference League it's just amazing how Martinelli, no matter who he plays with, his interactions with them and his vision and his ability is great. And so sign him up to a 20-year contract now. That's what we need. Yeah, that definitely won't yeah. come to bite us in the arse when he gets an ACL injury and then can't come back from it. Don't jinx it. <laughs> yeah, so three minutes later, I think one thing that does kind of put a little bit of a uh, dull on... Saka's performance is another, I suppose we're going to call him trademark now because it's not, uh, yeah, this is another dive from him, referee telling him to get up. Is this one of these things that we need to kind of uh, approach with him, Danny? Because it's not the first time that well, he's gone over. Oh, Gwendozi did one in the first 30 seconds that he should have been told. He should have been dragged up by his hair and smacked on the arse and told to get on with it um, like a naughty Labrador. I was going to say a human being, but we don't do that anymore. But if you listen to um, what's his name does South American football, the uh, is a Spurs fan, Tim Vickery. Tim Vickery. He's always going on. About, I don't even listen to the thing he does with Dalton Adabar. I don't even know if it's on anymore on Radio 5. But he was always saying that you need to watch South American football to realise that's not seen as cheating. That is seen as a skillful art to try and win your team a free kick, a penalty, um, a booking for the other players, all this stuff. And they grow up, a generate, uh, all the way through their life and generations of them doing it. This isn't seen as cheating in South America. So your point of do we need to show him he seems like an intelligent kid. You don't come, you don't move from the place you've lived your entire life and come over to a completely different way of life, a different culture, a different continent at the age of 18 if you're not, if you don't have any ability to learn as you go along. And he will be told that we can't keep doing that. You can, you can do it every now and then, but you're going to end up like Deli Alley, where sometimes Deli Alley and Kane, they could actually get shot by someone and not get a free kick. That's how much referees have cottoned onto it. So if you're going to do it, make sure you only do it when you're going to get something out of it and don't do it every single time because he did it quite a lot in in the West Ham game as well, didn't he? And every time he's played this season, he, he's gone down and rolled around. Plus, you've got to take into consideration he is a target. He is getting kicked and shoved and poked and pulled because he's a foreigner, because he's brilliant and because he, he's, a, he's a new player and he's a threat. So there's, there's a fine line between 
him diving when he doesn't need to. But the referee can see he's being kicked. So do try and make this, uh, make the most of it, but not every single time, unless you're generally really injured. But he's, yeah. he is drawing so much attention now, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. And it's only going to cause problems like we see with other players in the league when they keep going down. Um, what else we go on to? After we kind of saw that Saka dive, Ellis, uh, we saw the final substitution for us. Uh, Smith Rowe came off for Aubameyang. Can you talk us through what you thought about Smith Rowe's performance? Because I thought he was awful in the game. I wouldn't go as far to say it was awful. I just think that that, that, that original front three of Nelson, Smith Rowe, and and Lacker just didn't really do much. There wasn't much movement. There wasn't much on the ball. There wasn't much initiative or intuition to sort of. I know they weren't getting much service, but they didn't really make much out of nothing, which is what you sort of look at in top quality forwards. I'm not saying they are. They're, Nelson and Smith are still very young, still sort of developing as players. So I'm not expecting them to do that, but that is what shows you that this boy can make it or he's going to make it if they can sort of produce something out of nothing. And neither of them really did much for me. Smith Rowe got on the ball, made a couple of loose passes, a couple of times sort of dribbled past a few players out there. But from memory, I might be missing something. I'm sure people will correct me in the chat box, but I can't really think of a moment in the however many minutes he played for that game of him really creating anything outstanding or doing anything outstanding. I'm going to say it was rubbish because he is still young. And I've, I've, we've all seen the YouTube clips of him when he's played for the youth side. And I think we expect a lot of him, but it's a big step up regardless if you're playing standard Liège or, or someone of a more known sort of football team. But for... For me, he just didn't really do much. And that's fair play, I guess. We're going to probably, depending on how the draw works, I imagine we might get a, because you've topped our group, we might get a, a, a lesser team, as they say. Potentially, might get another run out. And in cup games, he might get more of a run out. But for me, he didn't really do anything to show to Freddie that he's knocking on the door. If you, conversely, if you look at how Saka played and then how he's going to get Freddie thinking, he's Smith Rowe and Nelson, for me, haven't done anything to suggest that they deserve any plans on the Premier League or in the big games yeah uh, that's a good point as well there Danny what did you think of Reese Nelson's performance because I thought similarly to Smith Rowe maybe not terrible as Ellis uh, has kind of corrected me should we say maybe perhaps Rusty is a better way to describe their performances how did you think he played because he was one of the big shining lights for what he was doing in Hoffenheim well, for the first half of the season, as long as you don't listen to the likes of you. But yeah, he started the season. He, he, we weren't expecting him to um, play many games and he was getting a couple of games and I think he got a knock and then he, he come back and then he got another knock and then he, he was playing for the under-23s and I think we're playing for the under-21s, which is only the European competition. So I'm just looking here to see um, how many games he's played for us this season. Um, oh, here we go. We have played five Premier League games, uh, one Europa League game with one assist and one... Um, yeah, League Cup game with one goal and one assist. So that's not a bad way for him to start the season. It's uh, I thought when we said that bit about Saka where he had that shot in the first half and then um, Nelson, it was really quick of him to see the ball was coming and jump up and try and get a, a thing on target. It's going to be like most of the players are just going to need some time to play and, and express himself. But when you are with your um, Maitland-Niles, with your Saka or um, Reese Nelson, you're going to struggle to get into the first team at the moment because that front four uh, are pretty settled. 
And so trying to get in there, you, that you may be asked to play in different positions. You're only going to get the run in the Europa League. We're out of the League Cup. Depending on who, like like you were saying, um, who we get in the next round of the Europa League. I'm just looking here. Teams that have dropped down from the Champions League to the Europa League. Club Brews are nothing. Olympiacos, nothing. Shakhtar Donetsk, nothing. Bayer Leverkusen, oh dear, they're good. Red Bull Salzburg, the Austrian team, they're quite good. Inter Milan, oh dear. Benfica and Ajax. I mean, how is Ajax in the, in the Europa League? If we get any of those last five teams, which we won't because we're, we've won our group, but there, if we get any of those teams in the late, latter stages, then we're going to be in trouble because we we haven't done that great in Europa League, have we? And so those players, getting back to your question, the players that have been playing in the Europa League, I don't think they're going to be getting many starts in the Europa League. It's going to be, if we want to try, because we're not going to get fourth place in the league, if, these, if we want to try and get into the Champions League by winning the Europa League, these players are only going to get a bit parts jobs, aren't they? So it might be like it was last season or the season before that, that in January, some of these players went out on loan. I know Smith Rowe went off to um, off to Germany. Nelson was already in Germany and uh, a couple of other players. And maybe that's what Chelsea have done to make their young players great is to send them out on loan. But it's got to be, yet again, we've seen um, Eddie Nketiah go on loan to Leeds, one of our best young players, and he's not getting games, is he? So yet again, we have actually got a, a person at Arsenal who's, who's in charge of the loans. That person needs firing because the li- the first line in the loan agreement should say plays every minute of every game. If you want our players, so if these players are going to go out on loan because they're not going to get much time in the Europa League or the Premier League, I don't think, other than just bit parts as a sub, they need to go out on loan and they need to play on loan regularly. Because uh, I'm, to be honest, I'm quite happy with the minute. Well, not the minutes. But the experience that Eddie's getting at Leeds, because really? if you look at a modern forward, well, he's only a finisher, isn't he? There's no one that's an out-and-out finisher in modern football anymore. It's mm. kind of a lost thing. You know, there's no kind of Jermaine Defoe's. We see with uh, Martinelli, he plays in any of the, one of the front yeah, four positions like that. Absolutely. Uh, we've got Lacazette, we've got Aubameyang. And then you look at all the kind of top strikers, they've all got a bit of creativity about his game. And it's something that he needs to improve on. He's got it slightly, but even Bielsa said, you know, he needs to work on that harder. And if there's any manager in world football that you want to be learning from, it's Bielsa in terms of how to be a great forward. I've pissed myself. You could have muted as well, mate. (laughs) If I put myself off, I I thought... (laughs) I'm looking at the the stats at the moment, looking at Saka. He's played 12 games for us, nearly 14. Smith Rowe, three. Reese Nelson, seven. Willock has played 19. Maitland-Niles, 12. And, uh, yeah, so they are getting quite a lot of minutes. But I suppose you do have a point that he's just a goal poacher, isn't he? Yeah, and I think think he needs a bit more about him, to be Mm. honest. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. He'll, you know, if he's good enough, he'll get the he'll get the playtime. Or Bamford will get injured and they'll be forced into it. It'll be one of the two. I did notice though when I was taking more notice of Leeds in uh, earlier on in the season that Bamford had been dropped, hadn't he? I think I don't think he was playing that well. But... Yeah, and then Eddie got injured, which didn't mm. help him. Oh, has he got injured? Oh, maybe that's why I didn't. He see was that. injured for a bit. Uh, he's just coming back into it. This Chelsea fan is fucking determined, isn't he? We've got yeah. about, if we, if we turn, a couple of new accounts. Yeah, if we showed you that we've got a list of all the people that we blocked, YouTube show all the blocked people, and it must be about 15 accounts he's got all for Chelsea. Oh, dear. Go on. Sorry. Oh, dear. Um, no, I think we kind of covered it on that one. Uh, I was going to say to anybody, all the listeners who are watching right now, 
you know, listeners that are watching, viewers that are watching, uh, and are in the chat box. If you've got any questions, stick them in there, and Ellis will go go through and mop any of them up. Uh, I can you. see someone someone <laughs> cheekily has gone in there and started, uh, you know, plugging their show <laughs> in there. Uh, I don't know which one of that is it. Is it is it Mike? That would be Mike. It? He doesn't have the skills or, or the brass brass uh, thing. Brass knuckles knowing him. But <laughs> Bassett was a Colorado is a Colorado Rapids player, which is the, one of the teams that the Cronky Empire of Dirt owns, and he's uh, yeah a player there for the MLS. I think he's a midfielder. He's a decent player, and he recently had a trial with Arsenal. So uh, Mike and Andy and B they were they were, um, were meant to get him on a while ago, but for for some um, for logistical reasons it couldn't be done. So if it's on um, tomorrow, then that's really worth listening to because that'll be a player who spent a week or two weeks training with the Arsenal first team and, and the rest of the squad. So if Mike and Andy got him on there, once Andy stops doing the butt plug jokes, if if, if uh, Mike stops doing it, Andy doesn't do that. That's, uh, that's only to me he does that. So I'll be listening. I'll be there. So uh, go the Gunas podcast. Go find it on YouTube and Twitter. Give them a follow. They uh, along with the same old Arsenal. They're my favourite other Arsenal podcast. That'd be twenty five pound, please, Mike. Thank you very much. Uh, that was Andy, apparently, that's in there. Oh, is it Andy? It's Andy. Yeah. Apparently, Mike doesn't have the smarts to take over our show for a few minutes. Uh, it's, it's very true. Very true. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, the only other thing I was going to mention was the fact that Mavropanos did try to do an overhead at a corner. Try and get us a winner. Oh, um, he knocked himself out. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Probably was right. going to get injured. Um, but yeah, it's a game finished tool, or as uh, Ray would say, it was a Desmond for any of you Cockneys out there. Uh, top the group, thanks to Vittoria winning 3 2 against Untracked. Uh, so I think that just takes us over to questions or. Shall I go and see the chat box and see how we're getting with a thumbs up? Um, oh, there's another one in there. I've just got rid of that one as well. London is Chelsea Manor. That is doesn't it? even make sense. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you to all 112 of you that are watching and 45 of you who have given us thumbs up. Zero of you have given us thumbs down. And bearing in mind, we've blocked about six people who have been watching. I'm very surprised. <laughs> At least, oi, Chelsea, if you're going to do something, give us a thumbs down. Shall I just tell you some of the names they've come up with? Hey, I know it's Chelsea London only team. Pete's opinion matters. These are all got the, uh, the Chelsea logo. London is blue. Eden Hazard. Chelsea Kings of London. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Another Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea spelled slightly different. I reckon they're a Spurs fan. <laughs> Roy, Roy, Rob Huddleston, London is Chelsea man, the Chelsea greatest team the world has ever seen. Chelsea headhunter C18. Uh, Chelsea is London. This Chelsea Champions of Europe 2020. Wow, this person, they need, really need to go and sort their life out. And we don't care, go away. I reckon he looks like, have you ever seen that South Park episode where they're playing, like, I don't know what game it's based on, like Dungeons and Dragons or some weird game like yeah. that. And they're all getting like really fat and spotty and they're playing a game and there's some really good person at the game and then they actually see him, he's like this fat, obese man with spots and like <laughs> paedophile hair and everything like that, little white stain. Just, like, Covered in spots. Really what he looks like. Living on Red Bull. That's what his new logo when he creates his next account should be. <laughs> like a little Chelsea badge on his shirt. He needs to hurry up and get another one. I want to see what it is. We're all interested. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, uh, yeah, so the chat box, we can see, well, as well as the Gooners podcast being in there, 
saw Don Juan is in there. Mr. Epic, uh, formerly Noza, we've already seen you are in there. Frank Gunner, there was someone in that said hi. I think it was Rudy. I saw Rudy in there earlier. Oh, and Stan the Man, because he was telling me how much he loves Martinelli compared to Baby Yoda. Um, it's a reference I don't understand, that one. Um, I don't have American TV. But I think I'd... But otherwise... Oh, Danny, we've got two thumbs downs now. Oh. Grant Wilborn's there as well. Uh, David Keith, man with two first names. Uh, and, yeah. Have you got any questions yet, Danny or Ellis? Yes, we have. Put a few of them in there. Doing them. Do you want me to wow. read yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just reading his latest account called Chelsea from the Bridge. Yeah, that was a very interesting message you put up there as well. Nikki Wilson says, "Don't mention me, so we won't." Yeah. <laughs> um, you do the you do the questions, Ellis. I've got it in the, the live chat thing. So as soon as he comes up with another one, I shall ban it immediately. You will stick my heart here. Um, I think it's just the first one I got. Yeah. Did we we did the Europa League? Who we could get, didn't we? That one. Um, Michael Hahnemann has put, should we go all out and get Ancelotti as manager? I think Josh will have a very good opinion on this. Oh, yeah, I went through it a little bit yesterday on the show. Another plug for going back onto the podcast, but I'll answer it here as well. Uh, should we go all out for Ancelotti? No, not for me. Uh, he, he could be all right in a short, short term, but he's one of those. He's a manager that takes a great side that's underperforming and makes them great. He, we're not a great side. He's not really a guy who builds teams, which is why I, I don't think we really wanted him post Wenger. Otherwise, yeah, I would say there's some other people out there that I would kind of prefer over Ancelotti. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's it, really. Well, Chris had an unpopular opinion, and he tweeted it that he wanted him. So you're, you're obviously wrong then, Josh. Oh, me and Chris are always falling out. <laughs> I'd probably to... argue that if Chris thinks it is a good appointment, it probably isn't. <laughs> Love you, Chris. <laughs> he doesn't listen. What are you on about? No, this is, no, this is a stream. Won't do it. No. Doesn't do streams. Doesn't no. do streams, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. The next question for you, Danny. I'm just getting up on my phone because it is basically next four games, possible nine points out of the 12 from Mr. Epic of Topic. No, that's not his name. His name is Mr. Epic and he put off topic, but he's put um, off. I've read that completely wrong. Mr. Epic asks about the next four games, which are, fuck <laughs> me, we're at home to Man City on Sunday, um, away to Everton on the following weekend on the Saturday. Then on Boxing Day, we play Bournemouth away. <laughs> And then Sunday the 29th, we are at home to Chelsea. And just to add the fifth one in there, because it's quite funny, Wednesday the 1st, we're at home to Man United. That's quite a difficult run of fixtures. What, what do you reckon, Danny? Man City will beat, because that's just the kind of team we are at the moment. Everton, we will lose to... off your tits on drugs if you think we are going <laughs> to beat Man City. <laughs> we'll beat Man City, because that's the... That's the yeah, we will. Um, Everton, we will lose to, because they'll have appointed Unai Emery as their new manager. And then Hill Sellers, Walcott, and Iwobi back. Uh, Bournemouth, they're in a hell of a run of trouble at the moment. And poor old Eddie Howe, I think they've got 11 first team players injured. That's nearly all of their players. They're not a big club of a massive uh, number of players. So we'll beat Bournemouth. 
Chelsea at home, oh, they're a bunch of racists, so he'll easily smash those. And Man United, it's uh, whether he wins, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Because uh, it depends if Ollie drives the bus down to, to North London or not. Yeah, so uh, I think realistically, we were going to probably get zero, um, three, six, six points out of those games if we're lucky. But we can't tell, can you? Because uh, we might have, we had a magical nine, then a magical three. We may be down to a magical one minute by any of those games. And after that, it's, it's all downhill. It's hard. Oh, we need one minute, one minute. And soon it'll be minus minutes. We'll be winning before we even kick off. But... <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Josh has gone, I'll give my. Where's he gone? I don't know. He's not there. Unless his skin tone is now that pale. Yeah, and he's fully translucent. <laughs> <laughs> he did put burb. Oh, there he is. Hey. Anyway, so going back to those four games, I think we'll definitely lose to Man City. Um, someone put an amazing little gif on Twitter the other day. Any Game of Thrones fans out there, if you can remember the episode Battle of the Bastards when Jon Snow is literally being swarmed by thousands of enemies, that's literally going to put poor Leno in goal when we play Man City, he is going to face a heck of a lot of shots, I think. But I'd love to be proved wrong. Um, so we definitely won't win that. I think Everton, we can get a result at because they're in sort of dire straits at the moment. Um, I know they... Did they get a result against... They beat Chelsea, didn't they? But I think we could probably get a result there. So I think we'll get three points there. Bournemouth will get three. That's six. Chelsea won't get any. United, we won't get any. I know they're both at home. We might get a draw. So I think we'll have anything between six and eight points out of a possible 15 of those you are delusional it's hilarious have we got a a a, a, um, standard Liège fan there if you are say that you're a standard Liège fan you were very unlucky tonight I think you played really well and you're unlucky that you didn't go through Uh, I would have rather have uh, Liège gone through than oh it's Josh typing in there then I'm Frankfurt go through yeah it's very windy half empty stadium though so, if you are a standard fan, say hello. I believe uh, I believe Joe V eighty two of our parish was there as well because he's a uh, Flemland man. Yes, he is. I've got a Millwall fan there. Come on, mate! This isn't the nineteen eighties. No one cares about Millwall anymore. <laughs> George Graham off you. That's probably the Chelsea fan making another account. Uh, yeah, well, with a different different team. Anyway, another question. Oh, it's Michael. Michael Hernandez this time. Um, kind of dark, dart question, Q. When Stan retires or passes away, would you be okay with Josh running the club? I'm assuming he means Cronk and Cronke, not not our Josh. <laughs> um, and do you believe it would be different? So, Josh, seeing as you share his name, do you think it would be different if Josh took over the club after his poor father may pass away? Uh well, I'm not sure poor is the word to use for Stan Kroenke. Wait, poor, Yeah, big thank you to Mr. Epic, who has slid in and uh, popped a little pound in uh, Danny's don't, slot. Don't say where. In, in your slot. <laughs> oh, That's all I was saying. That's what I've been using a while, blow the cobwebs off. <laughs> yeah. Just give it a bit of a spin backwards, just in case it falls out again. Uh, but yes... Would I be okay with Josh kind of running the club? I think he kind of is anyway, to be honest. Uh, Stan's got enough going on at the moment on his plate compared to, you know, with the, what's going on in LA and that kind of whole big stadium thing. And you know what? He's in his, he was about the same age as Wenger, isn't he? Stan Kroenke. He's in his 
mid to late seventies. He's an old man. He's an old man. And to be fair, when I get to my seventies and I've got what two billion pound net worth, fuck all am I doing any work? <laughs> get my son to do it. So yeah, uh, I I think in that point of view, I think Josh is running it and. I know you can't be too happy to see, well, we haven't had enough time to be fully happy and come up with a kind of proper thoughts of how we've done so far. Cause it's only been what, 18 months since Josh has been running the club and there's so much change has happened. But I think once we get some stability in place, get the new manager in, I think that will really give us an idea of what Josh is like as an owner. Said you'll get your son to do it. How is um, little baby Ginger Farquhar? Is he all right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one yet. It's not that I know of anyway. Uh, that's why you keep going over to that cupboard to feed him, isn't it? <laughs> cupboard? That's, that's, through to, that's through to my bathroom. That's just where he keeps his girlfriend in that cupboard locked away. <laughs> you don't have bathroom. You should just open the window and let it go. I've got two bathrooms. I'll have you know. <laughs> bucket and another bucket. Don't count. Uh, master bathroom and an ensuite. Oh, we've got a Watford fan here. Oh, no, no. I, I, oh, I don't like your owners, but I do quite like Watford, and I do like Elton <laughs> John. So, hello, Elton John's forgotten to pay. Rocket Man, shite. I wouldn't recommend it if anyone. I watched it. Watch it. Brilliant. No, it's not it's shit. Yes, and they should have told us John Barnes instead of bloody Liverpool. We made a bid for him, I think, but that was a long time ago, not in '84, possibly. Anyway, <laughs> Danny, come on, we need done an hour. All right, well, there's three more questions to get through and then we can wrap this shit up. Um, David Keefe says, could you see Arsenal buying four defenders in January? <laughs> could you suggest any realistic defenders we could get in? Danny, well, could you see that? Now that um, Emery is gone and Wenger is gone, I, I can see us making a bid for Vermaelen, who's currently playing in Japan. Koscielny, who is all forgiven, he'll, he can come back. Um, Per's already there, so he can put his boots on. That'll save us a few quid. And uh, who else is there? Um, Armand Traore. I think he's, he's a free agent or he's just gone to Cardiff. So, <laughs> no, I don't think. We, we spent big in the summer, long term. Over the next four years, we spent big in the summer. So unless we can, we can't have so many um, defenders at the club because unless you can get them to do other things, I suppose Mustafi can play right back if he really has to. Um, Louise, Louise can play kind of a holding midfielder if he has to, but then you still got Socrates and you've got a couple of other, like Zach, Med, Zach Medley was back on the bench today. I was, and I would have liked to have seen him get a game and other central defenders, but we're going to, if we can't get rid of the ones we got, we can't bring in new ones, maybe loan them out. But there, it's going to have to be loaned it back out to a Spanish or a French club, and we pay majority of their wages. So, so many um, possibilities there. I don't know, but we definitely need some. But then it all depends on if we get a new manager before January. Maybe that's the, the club's plan: hire a manager on Jan on February the first, and then he can't buy any players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I completely agree with what you said there, Dan. I don't think we're going to get anyone, and and if we do, it'll probably be. On the cheap, we can try and get uh, try and get Shane Duffy, get a buoy back in. So oh. <laughs> I don't think you can say much fairer than that. That's, that's a great comment, great comment. Um, Josh, <laughs> one more question for you, then I'll do Danny, and then you can wrap it up. So this is from Neil Vagheller. Probably said that wrong. What do you guys think of hiring Marco Rose, even this if it 
after the end of the season, even if it is after the end of the season. Sorry, I'm not very good. At yeah, I don't think we'll get Marco Rose mid-season. You know, he's doing wonders in the Bundesliga. Glad back at top of the league. Well, why would you leave a successful side that, to be honest, could be going against most of the odds in that league and winning it? I think I'd much prefer to see. You know, you'd prefer to stay, wouldn't you? See the season out with Glad back, and then. Where does he go from there? You either take them into the Champions League. Uh, I don't think the, I don't think Gladbach were in the Champions League this season, were they? I think maybe Europa. Uh, it's one of the two. Uh, I think they were in Europe. But it's one of those that I think that's a far more interesting project whilst you're in it than Arsenal, to be honest. Would I take him? Absolutely. But I think he'd be bonkers if he left, even at the end of the season, to come to us. And how angry would John be? It's not worth it. Yeah, I, I think it would be. Yeah, I think it'd be mad if if he came came over. Cool. Right, Danny. Last question um, from my brother from another another Norwich mother, or probably sister. Probably, probably or the same one. Cousin or some <laughs> incest joke there. Insert whatever you will. Um, he you can said, give him a high six when you see him. <laughs> I need to do it. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Um, (laughs) He says we've been crap at defending since 2006. What haven't we brought through? What haven't we brought through one defender through the academy since? Why haven't we? I think that's meant to say, Nicky, just learn to type because I'm bad enough at reading as it is. Um, Why haven't we brought through one defender through the academy since then? Go on, Danny. Uh, because Wenger had his favourites in his time, and although Wenger did like the younger players, there was often that thing that we were said that um, we didn't coach defensive, uh, didn't defend do defensive coaching is the word I was looking for. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. So we weren't really known for doing those kind of things. Wenger kind of relied on scoring goals and entertaining football, didn't he? Um, even some of the decent defenders we did have weren't used properly. And then uh, like Vermaelen, Vermaelen, I thought was a hell of a player. So I've got no idea why. And I'm just thinking there was uh, Kyle Bartley, another used decent player. We had him. He ended up going on loan to Rangers. We thought he's going to be one for the future. He's now kicking his heels at, I think he's at West Brom along with um, Sammy Ajay. I think that's another one we got from, I think we got him from Charlton, another really decent young man. Uh, he ended up going out on loan and we let him go on a free transfer. So there has been some decent ones that have come through. But yeah, as, as to why, oh yeah, Michael's uh, sticking some more money down my pants. Oh, he says, uh, best wishes to Dave the Gooniholic. Hope he pulls through, top bloke with a great, with great opinions and real passion for our club. Yeah, we all, we all hope Michael, um, that too, Michael. Cheers. That's me done. That's my answer. We've had a few and they've gone. That's you done. Josh. Cool. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's a... That's it, isn't it? For us. No more uh, questions. We've done an no hour. No more questions. We've done an hour. Um, thank you to everybody who has joined in. Unless you're a Chelsea fan. Uh, <laughs> someone like Elton John's Forgotten Toupee, you can come back. Uh, and everyone else who's come in as a regular, uh, all 107 of you that are there right now, 55 of you with a thumbs up, one of you with a thumbs down. You know what? 
be more like the thumbs down. I like that person. Which is uh, a bit hard, considering that Chelsea fans had five accounts. He could have at least uh, used his brain and given us five thumbs down, idiot. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's asking him to use uh, some of his brains. But, yeah. Uh, a special big thank you to Michael Hahnemann times two, uh, Ryan Cost and Mr. Epic for your donations as well. Cheers. Uh, big thank you to two people that joined me on the show this evening. Uh, Ellis, you don't have to be here, but to be honest, it'd be all right if you weren't here at all. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, mate. That's all right. (laughs) It's been a pleasure to be here with you, Danny. Other than that, I've I've enjoyed being with you, Ellis. And only a little bit of your tree. I think. I mean, that your tree's been the star attraction tonight. Apart from the Elton fan who says, uh, "The uh, the spot fan says thank you for Danny Welbeck." What better way to end the show, eh, Josh? I think so. I think that's the Christmas cheer that we need. Uh, thank you, Danny, as well. You've got to be here. And finally, Snicky Wilson. I don't have a tree because I don't want one. Uh, Danny, turn this shit off. Oh, that was a quick, quick one. I wasn't ready for that. Jesus, my tree will be going up any day now. Up your bum. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business.